Welcome to the Grace Church Podcast, an extension of our adult Sunday school ministry and stories of grace. Pastor Brandon here, along with Pastor Steve. Hey there. And we are committed to utilizing this platform to continue our church's rich tradition of deep theological teaching through our adult Sunday school ministry. Though this unique season of following Jesus has not been without its share of challenges, we hope that you will tune in weekly to dive deeper into the scriptures as we hear from the vast array of teachers that we are blessed to call family here at Grace Church. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is for you as you are tuning in to the Grace Church podcast. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, speaking of people that we are blessed to call family here at Grace, we have Joe Rohde in the studio with us today talking about stars, and I believe the title of your class is called More Than The Stars. Yes, it is. And so <laughs> we are looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, so I'd love to just turn it over to you and let you have the floor. Well, thank you. Well, those of you um, that are listening, um, I have a little exercise for you to start this off. Um, of course, if you're driving while listening to this right now, I don't want you to do this. But the rest of you that might be home or relaxing in a chair or something, close your eyes for a moment. Think about a time when you were outside during a very dark, star-filled night sky. You look up and you think. Okay, keep your eyes closed and then listen to these verses. In Psalm... Uh, we are told that the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. In Genesis chapter 1, And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let there be signs and for, for seasons, for days and for years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars also. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. I love the phrase in there, and the stars also. When you think of the vastness of the sky, he said he gave us the sun and the moon and the stars also, like it was a byproduct. Okay, open your eyes now. Let's take a quick look at the characteristics of stars. This will go a little bit of science for you, but that's okay. You, you'll understand in a little bit. Most stars are made up of two, the two major uh, elements, helium and hydrogen. But yet a very small percentage, less than one percentage of the stars, have other elements in it too. All those elements that we found out so far are common elements that you find in the periodic table of the elements. There's nothing exotic in any of these stars. Another way that's interesting about stars is that they're grouped by temperature ranges. Uh, scientists have created eight ranges, okay? And there are the third, the fourth one from the coolest, if you want to call a star cool, the fourth coolest one is our sun, okay? So there are many stars that are much hotter than our sun. As a matter of fact, a blue star in the eighth group is six times hotter than ours. Our sun is between 5,000 and 6,000 degrees Celsius. 
and the blue stars are over 33,000 degrees. So they're much hotter, bigger. Also, these stars, the smallest ones, only like 1% of our sun. Very, very, very small. And one of the largest ones, and you'll love this name because I do, Betelgeuse, really? Yeah, <laughs> Betelgeuse. It's one million times the size of our sun. Think of that. Our sun is a million miles across in diameter. A million miles across, right? And this is a million times larger. The Earth is 93 million miles from the sun. If you were To give you an idea what that is, if you're driving 65 miles an hour, it would take you 163 years to reach the sun. And yet you can feel the rays from it, how strong it is, right? But if Betelgeuse was our sun, it would swallow up Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars. So God has made some absolutely wonderful celestial bodies out there. And you wonder how many stars are there? When your eyes are closed or, and you're thinking about it or you're outside in the dark sky, you're thinking, how many are there? Well, in Genesis 22, when God was speaking to Abraham following the, I call it the almost sacrifice of Isaac, um, that was somewhere around 2000 B.C., he says, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of the heaven and as the sand of the, of the seashore. Well, how many was that? Let's see. The Bible doesn't tell us, okay? But the first recorded um, counting of stars is actually after Christ's uh, time on earth. Around 150 A.D., Claudius Ptolemy cataloged 1,022 stars. And many astronomers believed that that was it. That was only the only stars that existed at the time. Okay, let's go back to that verse in, Abraham, for, uh, uh, in Genesis about Abraham. Could he really have only had 1,022 uh, 1, descendants? Now, I think he's had much more than that over the years, don't you? Well, let's fast forward to today, going through many levels of uh, scientific and astronomic uh, studies. Today, actually, the number is much, much larger. As a matter of fact, it is estimated that there are the number 10 with 22 zeros, that many stars. I don't even know what number that is, a kajillion, I don't know. It's just a big number. In Jeremiah 31, uh, verses 35 through 37, thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for light by day and the fixed order of the moon and the stars for light by night, who stirs up the sea so that the waves roar, the Lord of the hosts is his name. If this fixed order departs from before me, declares the Lord, then shall the offspring of Israel cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus says the Lord, if the heavens above can be measured and the foundations of the earth can be explored, then I will cast off the offspring of Israel for all they have done, declares the Lord. This passage has so much in it. Um, it it's like almost like a two-way guarantee. It's a guarantee that man will never understand the vastness of God by what God knows, what he's created in the heavens, in the, in the depths of the earth. Man can never get there. But it also shows why Israel is still Israel in this day and age with being the small nation that it is with not a lot of support 
and yet it's still a nation. It will be. This is a guarantee both ways. I love that verse. You know, one way the stars can be grouped together is called a galaxy. I'm sure you've heard of that term. And of the portion of the universe that we can see, and when we say we can see, that's with our telescopes and our technology and everything, there are about, it's estimated, about 100 billion galaxies. That's, that's a one with 11 zeros. 100 billion galaxies. And the average galaxy has 100 billion stars. So this is vast. This is huge. Um, Psalm 33, 6 says, By the word of the, word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their host. Psalm 147, 4, 5 says, He determines the number of the stars, and he gives them all of them their names. Great is the Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. You know, the two things we see in this passage, is he gives all of them their names. In other words, there's a finite number of stars, and we haven't figured out what that is. But he's given all of them this finite number, which we already said is 10 to the... That we know, 10 to the 22nd power or 10 with, with 22 zeros behind it. And that's the only what we know. And he's actually named them all. And, uh, and then his understanding is beyond measure. And that shows that it's not finite. You know, with finite number of stars, but his understanding is beyond measure. It is not finite. It's way beyond anything we can understand. You know, one of these galaxies is called the Milky Way. Um, and that's the one we're in. You can even see it in the sky, but we're actually in it. And it's estimated there's somewhere between 200 billion and 300 billion stars in this Milky Way. One of those is our sun. With all the planets in the solar system, that's, we're part of that Milky Way system, my galaxy. Uh, like I said, one of these planets is our Earth within this solar system. So what does this mean to me? This has been a lot of scientific jargon here. Well, let's look at the earth for a moment. Uh, the earth was created before the sun, moon, and stars. Genesis tells us that. The earth was the first thing created. And the space was put in there, and the stars, and the moon, and the sun, for, for the earth, for us. It was u uniquely created to support life that God created, the earth, that is. And um, it had the moon, the passage talks about the moon, that's 239,000 miles from the Earth, and the Sun, like I said, is 93 million miles from the Earth, but those were placed there for the benefit of the Earth. Now, that's as far as I'm going to go with this. That's a whole other study about the support of, of life on Earth. But let's look at the population now of our Earth. You know, uh, the Earth is, recently, I've, as I've been studying this, we've gone from 6.9 a few years back, now it's 7.6 billion people on the earth. You are one of those, 7.6 billion. In the United States, we have 328 million. You're one of those, 328 million. In Illinois, 12.6 million. Tazewell County, 131,800. And if you live in Morton, you're one of 16,200 people. So, next time you feel all puffed up, think about how big space is, how many people are on this planet, and who you are. Um, we are just a speck of a speck of a speck 
of us back of the creation that God made. So James 4.14 says, Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears a little time and then vanishes. Psalm 102 says, My days are like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass. So how big are you feeling right about now? Okay, I've kind of destroyed your pride, I think. (laughs) I know I have mine when I was studying this. Psalm 8.4 says, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? So here this passage shows that God is mindful of man, and that he does care for him. So even though you're a speck of a speck of a speck of a speck of a speck, but God still knows you and cares for you. As a matter of fact, you're very important to God. Matthew 10, 29 to 31 says, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. You're also chosen by God. Ephesians 1, 3 and 4 say, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. You know, here he says he chose us. And when did he chose us? He chose us before the creation. Okay, before he did everything, he already knew who you were going to be. That's how important you are to him. Everybody knows John 3.16, right? That shows God's amazing love for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And he also desires fellowship with us. In 1 Corinthians 1.9, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So you're important to God. He chose you. He loves you. And he desires fellowship with you and you with him. So yes, indeed, you are very important to God. The question for you then, to reverse that, is he important to you? You know, um, there's a song that I really, I, I enjoy music, and there's a song I really like. Um, and think of this song, think of God speaking to you in this song. It's titled More by Matthew West. Take a look at the mountain, stretching a mile high. Take a look at the ocean, far as the eye can see, and think of me. Take a look at the desert. Do you feel like a grain of sand? I am with you wherever. Where you go is where I am. And I'm always thinking of you. Take a look around you. I'm spelling it out one by one. Just a face in the city, just a tear on a crowded street. But you are one in a million, and you belong to me. And I want you to know I'm not letting go, even when you come undone. I love you more than the sun, and the stars that I taught how to shine. You are mine, and you shine for me too. I love you yesterday and today and tomorrow. I'll say it again and again. I I love you more. So um, one final thought 
as we close on this is that um, how can we even think that we, as created human beings, can understand our God? Isaiah 55, 9 says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Thanks so much for sharing that, Joe. The Grace Church Podcast is a product of Grace Church in Morton, Illinois. For more information about Grace Church, please visit us online at gracemorton.org.